You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. None of this is about supporting life. What this is about is controlling women's bodies and controlling people who are not cisgender men. This is about making sure that someone like me as a woman or any menstruating person in this country cannot make decisions over their own body. I'm sorry, did I say congresswoman? I meant congress menstruating person because apparently we're no longer allowed to say women. Wow. That was AOC in the first clip there. And Candace Owens commenting on it. So AOC making the argument that people that are pro-life, they don't care about the unborn. What they want to do is control women. What are well, you not talking women. about? Menstruating persons. Sorry, menstruating persons. Yeah. Well, so the menstruating persons thing got the headline and right. it got my attention. I hadn't even like listened to the context, which is just moronic. That is not what pro-life people like get to the point, emotional point of crying about. It's not because they want to control women's bodies. It's because they believe there's a baby in there. You idiot. You're an idiot. Well, if they, you believe they that. can't. They can't address that argument, though. What, what are you going to say? Well, the gal gets a say and the baby's got to die. What, what are you going to say? That's a good point. So they, they make it about something else. That's a decent point right there. Well, and listen, I'm, I'm where most Americans are. I, I, you know, I, I understand that a forced or forbidden medical procedure by the government is a pretty loathsome thing. And so if a woman in the early days of the pregnancy wants to end it, I don't like it at all. I'm extremely uncomfortable with it. But I understand that where society is, that that's going to be permitted. But once the child has taken shape and form and senses pain and the rest of it, no, sorry, it's not about controlling women. Ask me how well I control women. Not very well. Never had. Never had any luck at the game this what an idiotic thing to say sorry Go ahead. this just in senator Rand paul says dr fauci should spend five years in prison 
So you now have a U.S. senator saying Dr. Fauci should go to prison for five years. Well, that's uh, bold by the senator. I uh, I think first, don't we have a trial or something? <laughs> He's already announced the sentence. Don't we have a trial or something? I think that ups the ante. Oh, you want to up the ante? Well, you're not only wrong, but you're way out of line. Um, that's going to up the ante for the next time they face off, because before it was just, you're a liar, no, you're a liar. But now it's, a senator wants to send you to prison. That would get my attention. Wow. Wow. I hope that doesn't enrage Rand's crazy French neighbor. <laughs> That's there's a bad history there. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Oh, and also we're trying to look into what Joe Rogan said on his podcast, because apparently he blasted CNN today for their coverage of Ivermectin. That whole thing. Jeez, what the hell? But more on that later this hour. Yeah, this is so interesting. I came across this in the Atlantic, which means it's 50,000 words long, longer than the Bible. Um, <laughs> the title is The Plan to Stop Every Respiratory Virus at Once. Every respiratory virus, colds, flus, etc. And I'm going to lead up to the point of it <clears throat> uh, because I, I found it really interesting. I hope you do, too. Uh, this was written by Sarah Zhang. When London vanquished cholera in the 19th century, it took not a vaccine nor a drug, but a sewage system. The city's drinking water was intermingling with human waste. Oh, oh boy. I got, I, <laughs> what's all this, then? <laughs> it's it's a, a sickener. It's poo, governor. Um, my wife is a person who, wherever we go, she will announce her opinion of the water huh. uh, from coming from the tap and is very sensitive of taste and doesn't like a lot of water and will go straight to the bottled water. I grew up drinking out of a hose. I don't give a damn. Um, I'd rather but, there's not feces in it. <laughs> I was just going to say, rarely do we visit a place where <laughs> the water is intermingled with sewage. <laughs> uh. Did you order your water chunky style? Ew. Um, anyway, so again, when London vanished cholera, it was through a sewage system. The city's drinking water was intermingling with human waste, yuck, spreading bacteria in one deadly outbreak after another. A new comprehensive network of sewers separated the two. London never again experienced a major cholera outbreak after 1866. So the brilliance of late... 19th century was let's have a different pipe for our drinking water than the crap okay yes that's a good th yes. whoever came up with that should win some sort of prize <laughs> it's, crap. Hello. it's crap it's crap <laughs> yeah so uh anyway uh but i will remind you it was incredibly late in the game was it the early 20th century where joseph lister i think it was figured out that surgeons would go straight from a bowel surgery to delivering a child and they would have the fecal matter on their hands and that's why so many women died of infections after childbirth so the understanding of germ theory was early was in its infancy but the article goes on to say all that was needed to you know prevent the cholera outbreaks it was 318 million bricks 23 million cubic feet of concrete and a major re-engineering of the urban landscape the 19th and 20th century saw a number of ambitious public health efforts like this. The United States eliminated yellow fever and malaria, for example, with a combination of pesticides, wide-scale landscape management, and window screens. 
that kept mosquitoes out. One by one, the diseases that people accepted as inevitable facts of life, dysentery, typhoid, typhus, to name a few more, became unacceptable in the developing world. But after all the success, after all we've done to prevent the spread of disease through water and insects, we seem to be over, we seem to have overlooked something. We overlooked air. Long story short, well, she goes, you know what? This is so good. I got to read it to you. This turned out to have devastating consequences for the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. The original dogma, you remember, was that the novel coronavirus spread like the flu through droplets that quickly fell out of the air. We didn't need ventilation or masks. We needed to wash our hands all the time and disinfect everything we touched. But a year and a half of evidence has made it clear that the tiny virus-laden particles indeed linger in the air of poorly ventilated areas. Outdoors is safer than in. A single infected person can super spread in an unventilated area. If we're to live with this coronavirus forever, as seems very likely, some scientists are now pushing us to reimagine building ventilation and to clean up indoor air. We don't drink contaminated water. Why do we tolerate breathing contaminated air? This is pretty interesting. I wasn't expecting it to uh, like change my mind on anything, but yeah, that makes some good sense. Yeah, we now understand disease so much better and how it travels through the air, just like it traveled through the crappy, poopy, pee-filled drinking water of London. It's that obvious. Wow, you think someday people will look back and laugh at yeah, they, and they would just circulate the air. So anybody who had a flu or a cold, they just sucked that air out of their office and sent it over to the other office. Can you believe that? Right, and people might mutter at the sick person being in the office, but nobody did anything about it. And this article, again, it's the Atlantic, so it's long. It goes into the science of the the, the droplets and how they circulate. They uh, they stay in the air. How much you breathe in a single hour? How much air is exchanged by people over and over and over again? And and again, the long story short is we need to have serious. Investments in ventilation uh, systems and with the UV rays and the HEPA filters and the rest of it, it's the modern sewer. I thought that was pretty compelling. Yeah. Now, I'm sure the Biden administration will announce that they're going to spend $30 trillion on it. And most of that will just go to cronies and be wasteful and way more expensive than if it was done officially by the private sector. But it's worth thinking about. My only... Hesitation on that idea is uh, we don't know what the way the human body works well enough to know what diseases we need to get on a regular basis to stay healthy. I mean, we can't we can't purify our lives or we've or we've found out that that's a net negative. Right. It's a great point. Yeah. That whole idea that kids that grow up on farms uh, have better immune systems that kids grow up in the city because they're around more dirt and goo and various things like that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. That's the only caveat I have to that discussion. Yeah. Societies where kids, you know, live like on a dirt floor and then the goat comes into the house and poos and the rest of it. A little like your house, actually. Um, but the, the uh, you're the only person I've ever known who has an indoor goat. Anyway, uh, but those societies where the kids grow up like that, allergies are unknown. So, so this got a lot of attention yesterday. We're going to play some of it for you coming back. Um the first host of Blue's Clues addressed his grown viewers 20 years after his abrupt departure from the show Blue's Clues. And we'll play some of that for you. It had people crying all across America yesterday. That's on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
see a clue? They see a clue. Another Blues Tuesday. Hooray! Do you wanna play? Oh boy, I'm not I'm not gonna be able to make it through this segment. So if you either grew up with it yourself, like Alex in the newsroom, you said you grew up like watching Blues Clues yourself, right? Yes, I did. Yeah, so you're of the generation that actually was a kid when it was brand new. My kids grew up with it in reruns. I mean, we got the DVDs and watched them all the time. Yeah, I my kids were watching it when it was on the air, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the 90s through the very early 2000s when Steve was the host. And, uh, Alex, you shared with me yesterday you have some uh, people on the autism spectrum in your orbit that um, really benefited from the show, you felt? Uh, yeah, I have two brothers with autism, and so they've watched it for an extended amount of time, and I've seen probably every episode that Steve has ever done, so he's just been a part of my life for however many years. Yeah, the New York Times talks about how it started with Blue's Clues and it's ended with families and student loan debt. For people roughly Alex's age, they are the kids that grew up with Blue's Clues. I, uh, so it touched those people, and then also parents, if you if your your kids were little and it brings you back to when they're that age, it's just... Anyway, so Steve Burns, the original host of Blue's Clues, the, I think the reason Blue's Clues worked was just his very unique personality and approach to that. I mean, it was, that was not a, um, uh, what do they call it when they get a bunch of people together in a room and ask them questions? Oh, uh, a, uh, right, a, a focus group. That was not a focus, focused group to TV show or host. Um, yeah, his his manner was so interesting, so laid back, so calm, yeah. so so opposite of every other kid show that exists. Anyway, he 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 was huge, and Blue's Clues was huge, and I don't know how much money he made off of it. I haven't seen that anywhere. I know he was in a in a in a uh, a punk band, and he was trying to make a go of it as a as as an artist in New York City, and he saw. Um, they were doing auditions for this kid show, and he thought, why the hell not? And he went and tried it, and they liked him, and that's how he ended up on Blue's Clues, kind of just random. But then he abruptly quit, and uh, my kids remember when it transitioned over to Joe. who Joe was fine, but it wasn't the same. Joe was fine. Wasn't the he same was no as Steve. Steve. No, uh, but no. Steve. He quit to go to college, by the way. Yeah, and that's what he said on the show. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and uh, Steve came out yesterday, 20 years later, with a, a couple-minute statement that had uh, adults of all ages crying yesterday. So, let's take a listen. Hi. You got a second? Okay. You remember how, when we were younger, we used to um, run around and hang out with Blue and find clues and talk to Mr. Salt and freak out about the mail and do all the fun stuff? And then one day, I was like, oh, hey, guess what? Big news. I'm leaving. Uh, this is my brother Joe, he's your new best friend, and then I got on a bus and I left. And we didn't see each other for, like, a really long time. Can we just talk about that? Great. Because I, I realized that, that that was kind of abrupt. Um, I just kind of got up and went to college. And, uh, that was really challenging, by the way, but great, because... I got to use my mind and take a step at a time, and now I literally am doing many of the things that I wanted to do. And then look at you, and look at all you have done, and all you have accomplished in all that time. And it just, it's just so amazing, right? I mean, we started out with clues, and now it's what? Student loans, and um, 
jobs and families and some of it has been kind of hard you know i know you know and i wanted to tell you that i i really couldn't have done all of that without your help and in fact all the help that you helped me with when we were younger is still helping me today right now and that's super cool i guess i just wanted to say that after all these years i never forgot you ever and i'm super glad we're still friends thanks for listening you look great by the way whatever it is you're doing it's working <laughs> so I'm a little confused. He's, he he seems to recognize that his audience is now in their 20s or 30s, mm-hmm. but still talking to them like they're four years old. Well, I'm just still doing him. Still doing yes, him. He was, he, was, he was the host of Blues Club. So you don't want him sitting in a chair with a cigarette and a glass of bourbon. We started with Clues, now it's effing college loans. <laughs> No, no, no. it wouldn't have made everybody cry if he'd done that. It was our buddy Steve back. You know, a simple expression of affection and gratitude is such a such an odd beast these days. It's it stands out. It got people's attention. Twenty million people watched that in the first twenty four hours. It was up. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't doubt it. I'm going to play it for my kids today. Yeah. Hey, it looks like the mail's come. Let's go see what we got. It was so not SpongeBob SquarePants, just in terms of the the franticness, the energy, and everything like that. That's one of the things I liked about it. Having my kids sit there and watch that at that pace and everything like that, I really enjoyed. Well, and it was so clearly what kids need. I wonder, that's nice. I, I don't think that's, that's sweet. You don't run into sweet that much lately. Yeah, I don't think that's been explored enough. The fact that it was quiet and sweet and not snarky and with no mean-spiritedness. There's a there's an uh, article in the Atlantic or New Yorker today about Nate Bargatze, this comedian that I love. The nicest comedian in the world. And his stuff is all positive and it's not snarky or this is what's stupid or this is what I hate. And just there's, there's, a, there's a market for that. There's a hunger for that. Well, and I'll point out that Blue's Clues was very Fred Rogers-esque. Yeah. Mr. Rogers-esque. Completely different generation living in a completely different world, and kids loved it. It's what kids need. And maybe adults. And maybe adults, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Show meeting. We're going to have a more Blue's Cluesian tone to the show starting next segment. There'll be more little songs and dances that go with each segment. Armstrong (laughs) and Getty. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Taliban's on Twitter. No blue check mark, but some associated with the Taliban are tweeting. One senior Taliban representative with nearly a half million followers. I'm concerned about offensive content on the uh, social media platforms. I would hope that they would act in a responsible way and we have to call them out on it. Facebook and YouTube consider the Taliban a terrorist organization. They strip the Taliban from their platforms, but not Twitter. Twitter says it's working, quote, to proactively enforce our rules. It's a balance between not lending credibility to the Taliban, but also allowing controversial posts to demonstrate the Taliban's brutality. Duh. This reignited the debate about what social media permits on its platforms. Yeah. Republicans railed <laughs> against big tech for what they say is censoring of conservatives and banning former President Trump from Twitter. The GOP demands changes. How could you possibly make that argument when you booted Trump off there? Well, you know, there's some value in hearing what they have to say. Hi, is there any value in hearing what the guy who got the second most votes in the history of the, of the presidency, what he has to say? Is there any value in that? I don't know if big tech could possibly clown themselves more effectively than they have. They are so terrible at, at content moderation. I didn't want to make this uh, segment about Trump at all, but uh, we were talking earlier how th there's a decent chance he's going to run. I mean, he's going to Iowa here soon, he's announced. Um, he's, he's lost weight. Um, some polling this week showed he'd, he'd at least uh, be neck and neck with Biden, if not beat him if the election were held today. So he may run, and then that, that'll be an interesting challenge for Twitter. You gonna keep the guy most likely to get the nomination off your platform? And maybe to end up president, you're not going to allow him to speak. Okay, that makes sense. It's idiotic. Anyway, uh, uh, I just came across this tweet from somebody who said, we are all so emotionally damaged from the last year that Steve from Blue's Clues was like, I have to address the nation. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, That's just, a good take. I oh, just, hey, uh, I was, I'm sorry. It just uh, it popped into my head. Uh, I realize part of the Steve reaction is 
nostalgia, which is fine. And I'm not a big fan of nostalgia. Nostalgia used to be so much better than it is now. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite stupid jokes. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it, But I think there's much, much more to it. For parents, maybe it's as simple as, you know, your kids when they're young and easily contented and hadn't gone through everything they've gone through and all. Uh, but what do you think it means that there was that much of an outpouring for that show and that guy and that manner of entertaining kids. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Maybe we'll share some tomorrow or roughly this time. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I've got the one of the greatest teases ever in the history of the show, and we might do it on the podcast, which is called One More Thing. And if you don't catch the podcast, go to armstrongandgetty.com. But the 10 states where you're most likely to be killed by an animal. <laughs> Uh, I bet I could guess pretty effectively. Take a shot at number one. Oh, you want me to go right for number one? Yeah. Number one state to be killed by an animal. First, we got to figure out which animals kill the most horrifying donkey attack ever caught on tape. <laughs> Naturally, you got to factor in donkey attacks. <laughs> um, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to miss something. I almost got to say California just because it's big and has so many beasts. Came in second. Ah. Uh-huh. So, you know, some of it is just the size of the state. Right? Yeah. Yeah. If it's not per 100,000 people, yeah. it's meaningless. California but... and Texas are always the top, the most everything. So, or the least. Yeah. Or whatever. Did they mention which beasts kill the most people? That that that's an interesting list. Well, in you, what order? In the United States. Do you want to do it now, or do you want to save it for the podcast? Uh, uh, oh, Jiminy! I don't know. I'm kind of an instant gratification guy. Uh, yeah, we could do it during the one more thing. You ought to download it later today. Armstrongandgetty.com. You know, that's a good story, but it's it's more being mad. I don't want to be mad. Maybe no. it's Steve from Blues Clues has changed my mood, but I'm tired <sighs> of outrage. Yeah, I wanted to mention this. Um, what is his name? Just flitted out of my head. Baker, who uh, Peter Baker from the New York Times uh, has an article out today. He's still hanging on to Afghanistan as a story because he went to Afghanistan like right at the beginning of his career, right after 9-11. And so while he's got different duties at the New York Times now, he's still really tied into that whole story. In general, I think people are going to stop paying attention. I think Joe Biden's calculation is right that nobody's going to think about this at all by the time the next time anybody votes. Um, no matter how horrible mm. it turns out. But anyway, Peter Baker, uh, I'll just read one quote. They took me into a room, tied my hands with a scarf, and started beating me with a cable. Uh, and he's talking about a couple of journalists that posted pictures yesterday of their wounds from being tortured by the Taliban in yes. recent days. It, it's it's not surprising who the Taliban has turned out to be. They're the same Taliban from before. But again, I think people are going to stop paying attention. The vast majority of Americans wanted us to get out. They recognize what is true, that there are lots of hell holes on Earth that we don't pay any attention to and don't try to fix. Yeah, we were just talking off the air about the uh, the civil war going on in Ethiopia right now, which is unspeakably horrifically brutal. Yeah, I wasn't going to give the examples that I've got, but there is ethnic cleansing going on there as bad as anything that's ever happened on planet Earth, and it's getting no attention, and nobody's calling for U.S. troops to go fix the problem at all. It's, you know, so why why Afghanistan and not Ethiopia? 
You know, that's a really good point. I hadn't even thought of it in that way because Ethiopia is not like a super hotbed of terrorism. But my approach to the story was going to be, and, and folks, we're talking, it's easy to say ethnic cleansing. This is genocide. And generally, they torture you before they kill you. They're chopping off people's limbs, widespread rape, killing of children. I mean, slave camps. It, it is the most harrowing and horrific thing I've heard about since probably Rwanda. Ugh. And it's going on in Ethiopia right now in a massive scale. All right. It's unthinkable stuff. And it's all based on, on tribal politics. It's all based on, are you in the right tribe that held power? Or are you in the, the, the tribe that didn't have power and were being put down by that previous tribe? And now they're slaughtering each other like pigs in the street. And that's where tribal politics leads. And there's a segment of America that is trying as hard as they can to get everybody to think in terms of tribe. Not in terms of individuals and character and the rest of it, but just color or ethnicity or tribe. And, I mean, if you study history at all it's so obvious it's like somebody coming into a room and advocating putting out a fire with gasoline you think good lord that's so incredibly misguided how could anybody possibly have that opinion because you've seen where it's led over and over and over again and yet there is a big facet of american society and american politics right now that is trying as hard as they can and teaching in every damn school and university in america that the way to deal with fire is gasoline and it's horrifying. And corporations, did you see the stuff that leaked out of the Google training yesterday? Um, they were uh, quoting uh, Mr. Kendi, who wrote the anti-racist book, at Google and teaching all the Google employees. This is what they uh, they told him. And this stuff leaked out as people were doing screenshots of you know and uh, of the, the the paperwork they're giving and the projector and all that sort of stuff. For me, the heartbeat of racism is denial. And the sound of that denial is, I'm not a racist, Kendi told Google employees. It's a critically important step for Americans to no longer be in denial about their own racism. He stated that denial of racism is proof that a person is racist. Likewise, witches. Yep. <laughs> How do you deal with that nonsense? And, of course, it's a way to say that everybody's, you know, every white person's a racist. And then another video for Google employees, guest lecturer Nicole Hannah-Jones of the uh much discussed 1619 project much of which has been retracted secretly by the new york times even though it won a pulitzer prize um she said the 1619 project verified her lifelong theory that everything in the modern day united states can be traced back to slavery if you name anything in america i can relate it back to slavery and she was uh speaking to google employees because so it's six degrees of Simon Legree instead of Kevin Bacon, or what? It's an obscure literary reference, forgive me. But uh, six degrees of the slaver? Please, anybody could do that. So What a charlatan. So Google employees were told, if you say you're not a racist, that's proof you're a racist. And the more you say you're not a racist, the more racist you are. And everything, and why you're being taught this at Google, I have no idea. Everything is a, is a result of slavery. Right. Okay, so if I deny I'm a racist, I'm a racist. Clearly, if I admit to being a racist, I'm a racist. So, Kind okay. of a no-win game. Put me on Everything the old ducking stool. turns to sh**. Yes, it does, sir. Put me on the old ducking stool. It's time for the witch trial. But the brilliant people at Google, and I assume they are brilliant, thought that was worth showing to their gazillion employees. Intelligence and wisdom are two completely separate measures, as we were discussing. Things are so crazy right now. 
Yeah, buddy. Will they ever get uncrazy, or will we come apart? What do you bet on? What if you had to bet on it right now? Do we get back to we? Do we get away from crazy, or do we come apart? Hmm. Maybe I don't want to say. Uh, I would say I, th- I think some of it will be corrected because it will become self-evidently uh, idiotic. Um, I think some of it's here to stay. Sorry, really unsatisfying answer. I'd say. <laughs> Do you know anything about talk radio? Uh, apparently not. <laughs> got to say something strong and declarative. I don't want to be eaten by an animal. <laughs> oh, I might. I think we're going to do that for the podcast for one. Oh, more that's thing. right. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I want I'm to sorry. rejoin the ridiculous coverage of ivermectin uh, yes. when we come back. It's just what the hell is the media doing around it's this stupid topic? idiots eating up horse paste, Jack? It's simple. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER There are a lot of leaders in a lot of states. Uh, We talked about southern states yesterday uh, that have stepped out and told people stop being crazy. And and they're still going to the the feed stores and getting Uh, ivermectin. Can you believe like Joe Rogan? Yeah, he's he's eating eating uh, dewormers for cows. Yeah, Joe Joe Rogan who 
contracted COVID, mm -hmm. recovered from COVID, and attributed mm -hmm. his recovery to ivermectin. Oh, come on. Which is the Did he really do that? Yeah, he was talking about that on his podcast. But wait, 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 wait a second. He, he said that he got better because he ate he said cattle he's been, dewormer? He said he's been taking ivermectin, yes. So he attributed and part of his recovery better, right. to, reco to, to, that, to that drug really? or whatever it is, yeah. So Joe Rogan, that was Morning Joe on MSNBC, and uh, Joe Rogan is uh, one of the most listened to podcasts in the world, and he spoke a little bit today about the coverage on CNN, similar sort of tood, toward him taking ivermectin. Do I have to sue CNN? They're making shit up. They keep saying I'm taking horse dewormer. I literally got it from a doctor. It's an American company. Mm -hmm. It's a, it, They won the Nobel Prize in 2015 for use in human beings. Yeah. And CNN is saying I'm taking horse dewormer. Yeah, what? So well, they must know that that's a lie. There's a lot of people saying it, <laughs> right? But a lot of people can say it. Okay, like yeah. the internet says it. Who cares? Sure, but, but CNN is right. saying it. Quickly. They tr try to make it seem as if like uh, I'm doing some wacky sh that's completely ineffective. Right. CNN was saying that I'm a distributor of misinformation. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, unbelievable. So it's a drug that people use all around the world and have for years to deal with a variety of things. And there's some belief that it helps with the COVID thing. In fact, I've got a doctor friend who said there are preliminary studies that he believes that ivermectin is a, is a, a potent treatment. But whether it works or not, it is a human drug that human beings have been taking all around the world. Millions and millions and millions of people. I've used this drug. It's a common it's thing. If you saved if, many, many lives. If you Wikipedia it, and if you did anything, you'd learn about this. But you got numb nuts like Joe Scarborough and CNN people just buying the rumor, I guess, that it's a it's a horse medicine, and dumb Trump voters are going to their vet to get horse medicine. That's not what's happening. All right. So I'm more concerned about media than I am about anything else. Uh, that's what Matt Taibbi was writing about on his Substack that we read from yesterday. Is where are we with media now? Did, did they just have no interest at all in trying to figure out what's real and what's not? Well, it's like we were talking about yesterday. It's like tribal clickbaiting. As long as it fires up your side, the truth doesn't matter. Mostly because your side will never hear the truth anyway. They'll just uh, you you poll the people listening to that horrific, idiotic segment of Morning Joe. Pull them in twenty years; they'll still think it was true that stupid Trump voters were, you know, guzzling down cow paste or whatever they call so it. So Joe Rogan himself came on his own show and said, "I have COVID," and said, "I'm taking ivermectin. My doctor prescribed it. Here's what it's used for. They think it can work on." And somehow the story became, as you heard on MSNBC, and Joe Rogan said he's taken the horse dewormer. Oh, he did! Unbelievable. So what? what is the point of even having national conversations about topics? It's it, there's there's no, we live in a post-truth world. There's just no such thing as an, even an attempt to figure out what's happening. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. By the way, in case you're wondering, ivermectin had some promising early results against the virus in smaller and observational studies. Still hasn't aced a major trial, but there, uh, there are several going on right now. But it's not. It is not. Idiots wolfing down horse dewormer. And it's not clearly lunacy to give it a whirl. No, of um, course now, not. There are major trials going on. Now, there's some belief, and I, I don't know about this part, that um, the government was hesitant to approve any other drugs because part of the whole emergency use thing is you have to... Uh, you have to be in a situation where there are no alternatives. You can't have an emergency use drug 
like ah. the Moderna, the Pfizer, if there are other alternatives. So they can't allow anything to be an alternative, or it would blow up the whole emergency use thing. Well, we didn't have uh, time for known lunatic Alex Jones's take on ivermectin. Too bad. Known lunatic. Final thoughts with Armstrong Gang. I, I don't know what that is, but it's somewhat amusing. Here's your it's host pithy. for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. How about a final thought from everybody on the crew? Wouldn't that be delightful? Let's begin with Michael Angelo, our technical director. Michael. Hi there. I'm Michael. It's been 20 years since we've talked. You're the audience of that weekend religious program that I ran. I've never forgotten you. I'm in a better place, and I hope you are too. <laughs> nice. Well done. Young Alex, the Blues Clues fan in the crew, is uh, with us for a final thought. Alex? You know, I have a buddy who works on Broadway, and he knows the current host of Blues Clues, and he says he's a nice guy, and I hope he is for the kid's sake, but nothing can hold a stick to those Steve episodes. No, it's all about Steve. Well, and I just got an email that Blues Clues is now fully woke, so one more thing has been ruined. Uh, Jack, a final <laughs> thought for us? You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. <laughs> That's hilarious. Blues Clues has been ruined by wokeness. I might have to tune in just to see what it's all about now. Funny. Uh, My final thought? Was that your final thought? It might as well be. All right. My final thought is my dog is now afraid to go downstairs. And so I'll occasionally get a text from my wife that uh, the dog is stuck upstairs. What should I do? And uh, at one point she dragged him down the stairs, which is probably not great. But I, I think I've come up with a solution. But uh, I need a dog psychologist. I think These so. are words I never thought I would speak. <laughs> you need to get one of those chairs that takes you up and down the stairs. You're going to need it soon enough anyway, so you might as well sure. get one for the dog. I have a neurotic dog. So do you have any idea why? Is it, is it like it hurts his legs, or does he think somebody's down there? Or? No, no, I think it's that uh, it's hardwood and they're slippery. Okay. So I've been forced to, like, purchase... Chair, or I'm sorry, not chair, uh, uh, step de slippery Pfizer's uh, at the cost of $10 per, and it's rather a long staircase. Joe needs a dog therapist, so go ahead and email us. Armstrong. Amateur theory is more than welcome. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four hour workday. So many people to thank. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Download the podcast to see if you ever miss a segment or an hour. Armstrongandgetty.com. Get yourself some swag while you're there, or email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Nobody wants horseworms anyway, so there might be an upside to that. See you tomorrow. God sure. bless America. Pack up your U-Haul. Say goodbye. Hey, hold up, everybody. I'm talking over you. No! No! I was wondering you know, what you felt about that. That is the climax of foolishness. Hi-ya! It's a little too much docky dog. This is a fact, Jack. It's rather preposterous, isn't it? And we'll be back with more right after these words. I guess I just wanted to say... That after all these years. <laughs> my first. Oh my God, I just said the word. On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait, did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.